Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. We're on the other side of episode 100. It's still amazing to me that we have stuck with it that long. You guys have stuck with us and we're getting some great feedback. Uh, it's amazing that we've been doing this for coming up on two years here and we've got over 100 episodes now. Today, we're going to be talking about a really interesting subject that actually it's been brought up a lot to me over the years, but a lot recently. Um, and somebody said it very succinctly recently, and I'm just going to use the quote. They said, uh, I think I'm running out of things to talk about. Like, okay, I've talked about this. I've talked about that. Those are like the main things that they came into therapy to talk about. And they're like, okay, I think I, I don't really know where else to go from here. And it had not been that long in therapy that they had been working with me, maybe a couple months, maybe a few months at the most. And it, you know, the issues are, are bigger than that. They're deeper than that. And I knew that. I'm not sure that they knew that, but then again, I don't, I'm not sure that the client knew exactly how to go about doing whatever it is that they needed to do. They're just like, okay, <laughs> I came in with these topics or these issues and I've talked about them. Now what? So that's what we're going to talk about today. When you hit the now what and you've run out of things to say, what do you do about that? And what does that even mean? But first, we want you to take a pause, take a sip of your coffee or your water or your kale shake whatever whatever you're drinking we're in portland so we're trying to reach the audience here whatever you're drinking and head on over to the apple podcast store no it's not like down the street on main street it's on your phone (laughs) pull out your device and go to the apple podcast store search up the shrink think podcast find our podcast here leave us a five-star review give us some feedback what you love what you would love to hear from us on the show Uh, We could really use your support. The more people that leave us reviews, the more stars we get, the more people can find out about us. And we're getting some great feedback and people are telling us that they've heard about us even through we have no idea how. So we want to keep spreading the word. So head on over to the Apple podcast store, leave us a review, let us know what you think. So for today's topic, going back to what I said, when you when your client comes to therapy or if you're the client and you're you're going to therapy and you are realizing, I don't know what else to talk about. I've, I've reached the limit of these subjects. I've said everything that I need to say about those subjects. What, what does that even mean, Nathan, from a therapist's point of view when, okay, we've, we've done the thing. Like, what do you do with that now? What does it even mean? Are we just done with therapy? Well, I think that if you're getting that vibe, one of the first things you probably should do is actually talk to your therapist and bring it up. Um, because, because partially I'm thinking, well, as a therapist, you might already be shifting around of what you're thinking to do and you might be feeling prompted to do something different, um, or maybe reestablish or reevaluate goals. But as you, as the client, it's important to understand basically that we're talking about like content and context and, and process and all those different things. So you're thinking of it in terms of the content things that you've said. 
but there's always a greater part to process because just because you know something doesn't mean you know something. This is like a matrixy sort of a thing. Like, how do you know if you really know, or like a philosophy? <laughs> like, I think, therefore, I am. Well, <laughs> what does that even mean? What does that even mean, <laughs> philosopher Nathan? Well, let's take a step back and get on our little cigars and pipes and talk philosophically for a second. No, don't do that. So, what I mean is that um, we talked a—I uh, don't know, probably thirty or forty episodes ago about this thing called the Johari window. In brief, all it, all it is is think of like four panes of glass, um, like a four-pane window. On one side and one quadrant, it's what you know and other people know about you. And then in another quadrant, it's what uh, other people know but you don't know about you. And another one is what um, you know but other people don't know. And then in the last one is what no one knows. <laughs> right. right so. so you can kind of think about it like the one of the quadrants is like everybody knows this about me or whatever. I know it. You know it. It's obvious. Right. Uh, another one is like you can see me right now, Nathan, but I can't see me. So if I've got something <laughs> in my beard, you can see it and I have no clue <laughs> or in my teeth. Right. You're yeah. like, Please tell me. I won't tell you. But then the other one, and I've heard about this, it's like public self-awareness versus private self-awareness is another way to think about it. Because the other quadrant is something I know about me, but you don't know. That's more likely something that's a private thing about me that you have no idea, right? And then, of course, the something that nobody knows. It's like it's probably undiscovered in me. And also, you don't know about that thing in me. But through talking about it together, such as maybe in therapy with a therapist, uh, you can discover that and be like, wow, I had no idea about myself. And you're like, huh, I never would have guessed that either. So a lot of what we're talking about is that when you get to this place where you feel like you've shared everything, it's kind of like you've shared everything in your pane of glass, right? Your, that quadrant. And you've gotten feedback on that. So you've learned more and now you have a shared understanding with stuff, with, well, with a therapist about your stuff. And th the reality is, though, is that even when you think you've shared everything, remember there's other panes of glass there and that therapist actually has still more perspective on what's going on. And, but here's the thing, we're not forcing you to stay in therapy forever and ever and ever. Until you discover all those things about yourself, <laughs> right. right? Right, because I don't actually think it's possible. <laughs> and also, I don't think we want to know all those things. About <laughs> right. At some point, we're like, okay, enough. I've and this is enough. how I fold the toilet paper. Okay, anyway, <laughs> you're a scruncher, aren't you? You were like, what is he talking about? I scrunch. <laughs> anyway, so, but yeah, um, so, so basically it's about, you got to bring this stuff up and the therapist is going to be, we really do want to be honest with you. I mean, that's kind of the whole point. I think there's an edge here. I want you to see what you think about this, Aaron, or I want to hear what you have to say about this, where people, I think sometimes don't want to bring something up because they think, oh man, if I bring this up, they're going to want to talk about this for another six months. Like, I don't want to say that I feel like everything. I just want to kind of go. Okay, so I think I'm good. Um, all right, well, I, I think we can just suspend appointments now or whatever. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that can happen when, when somebody brings those kinds of things up. I think a couple of things could happen. One can be, I don't, I don't want to continue therapy that long. I just want to kind of say it and leave it. Maybe it's because for right now in my life, it, it's not that big of a deal. And like, I, we, I don't need to go into it. It's not that big of a problem. And that's fine. You know, as is something that you should know if you are a client. And even if you're a therapist listening, 
all the time we're listening to people tell us about their issues and they might say like, oh yeah, and you know, I was out drinking again last night and I had this much or whatever. And in your mind as a therapist, you're thinking, I think this might actually be a problem. You might actually have a little bit of a drinking problem here. But with all the other issues going on, you're like, I, I mean, this is not what you came here for. You don't really seem to want to talk about it. So I'm probably going to have to let this one go. We can't, we can't fix or address all the problems that somebody comes in with. We need to let some things go. And so for the client, this might be one of those where they are deciding, you know, this is one of those that I just need to let go. It's not a big deal. Okay, that's an option. Another reason people will say that actually is the opposite reason. It's because it is a problem. And they know that if we talk about it, you're going to see, like, if I just give a little peeky into my window, you'll see, oh, wow, you're a hoarder. (laughs) I see stuff. (laughs) You're a hoarder. (laughs) I see stuff piled up to the wind, to the ceiling in your house, peeking through that window. There's definitely some stuff there we need to unpack. And that's only on the other side of the window. It's no big deal. Anyways, keep on. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. All the rest of it is empty space. I just put it there to cover up the window. By the way, PSA, if you are a person, and your house has boxes and things that are piled on the floors and you have to carve a pathway to get from point A to point B across your house. And it's like maybe more than two or three feet high. You are a hoarder and that is a problem. So you do, you do probably need to get help for that. Some people don't know. Just wanted to put that out there. Anyway, so moving on. It's like that. Like some people realize that, okay, if we talk about this, we're going to have to do something about it. And I don't really want to do anything about it because... Maybe I don't know what to do about it. Maybe it's too scary. Maybe I know it's going to require an overhaul in my life somehow or a change. And I'm not sure I'm ready or want to make that change. Right. And the thing of it is, is you don't have to. See, the the whole thing with the whole thing with therapy is that the therapist is partnering with you to help. Right. If you are just not going to want to deal with something, then we're not going to help. I mean, what what may happen is you uncover something, you bring it up because, uh, you know, like, well, well, let's let's actually put this into the context of this podcast more more specifically. OK, so you think you've said everything. The therapist says, you know, one thing that I've noticed is that everything that we've been talking about, there seems to actually be alcohol that precedes it. And we haven't actually really even mentioned that before. But and then you might be thinking like. Okay, well, I don't care. <laughs> like, like, and that's a problem. How? <laughs> right. That's because I like going to these places. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> yes, and they're great drinks, aren't they? <laughs> right. And but it might it might rub you the wrong way, or it might it might hit you between the eyes, and you think, oh crap. And then you think, well, what in the heck does this mean? Like, am I ne- Are you going to send me to AA? Like, what is going <laughs> right. on? You know. And the therapist is really just making an observation and letting you know, but they're not saying this. Well, actually we have an entire other program that we're putting you through now that you didn't know about. So buckle up little camper. (laughs) Next week's session will be at AA. I'll meet you there. Yeah. I'll be there in the parking lot monitoring your progress. (laughs) Did you ask enough questions? Did you admit what was going on? Yeah. That's not happening. So, and that's just an example. And at that point, you, it's, it's an, it's basically another decision for you. You know, you can say, okay, well, that's interesting. I, you know, maybe we should, maybe I want to talk more about that and see where this goes. Uh, And that does not mean by the way that you need to fix it in one second. It just means that it might be worthy of exploration. 
Um, the other thing is, is you could say, okay, well, I don't really, but that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that before. I don't know that I'm ready to deal with that right now. Maybe I'll call you again in six months or whatever. So it's not, we want you to know that you really are in charge of this. I mean, you know, the Aaron did the PSA about hoarding. I, I, it's hard for me to work with people with uh, the alcohol thing in particular because it's so freaking discouraging with, well, not just alcohol, but drugs. Because I think the statistics last time I look, looked were there's a, if you want help, so you've got to the place where you decided that you want help, right? You're, you're in there. Only about 25% of those people who are motivated actually make it through it. So it takes a lot of tenacity. And as a, as a therapist, you see my, in my own life, I would say in my mind, I'd be like, okay, I got to talk to this guy about this, about this thing. And I got to be honest with you. I probably feel a little discouraged right up front that like, this is probably not going to go anywhere, but I'm not doing this dude a solid if I don't say something. Yeah. Especially if it's been a problem that's been going on for a long time, you've got some history where you've tried and failed, tried other things and failed or. You know, I mean, I have numerous people who are like trying to change habits. They're trying to exercise, cut back on their mm. soda intake or trying not to eat sugar or whatever. And it's like I, everything I do, I just, you know, I struggle with. I come back to the sort of point of failure. That would be really discouraging for sure. Yeah. The, the other thing moving away from those that type of issue when it comes to the content context process is that as people, we we go going back to the window, knowing what we know and what we don't know and whether people know and what we don't know and all that. Um, part of this whole process of counseling is actually getting to where you, to where it moves to your heart. If you think of it that way, like you may know stuff, but it's not actually, but you might not own it yet. And so that's really, you could, you could say, for example, in the same situation, it could come up that you're like, Oh, okay. Um, I feel like I've said everything. And then, then your therapist could come back and say, yeah, I'm not sure that, that we've really processed and understand. And maybe, you know, the way I might say it is that has moved rarely to your heart yet. I think that you know it, but you might not own it. And um, that could be, that, that would probably be a whole session in and of itself. Yeah. So going back to what you said, I, I want to unpack that a little bit, because I think there's a lot of value in, in the words that you said, content versus process that really describe what it means to just know something versus it gets into your heart. So what I said to this person when they came in, they were like, I, I think I've talked about all these things. I don't know what else to talk about. I pointed out that there is content like, okay, you can talk about topic A, B, C or subject, you know, one, two, three, or you can, well, you can do that. And also there's a whole other side of this, which is, okay, now we've got everything on the table. We know the stuff. Now we're no longer talking about things. We're talking about you. That's what the process is all about. It's more about interacting with um, you and how you think about those things, how you feel about those things, what you believe about yourself and about those things, how you behave with them. Now we're kind of moving off of those subjects, although they are context. But we're now looking at you. We're saying like, well, why did you do that? Or what made you decide to um, take that action? Or where did that belief come from? In that, from that perspective, I wanted to not use the word context because it's a little bit confusing. But from that yeah. perspective, we're no longer talking about subjects. Every week that we're coming in, we're looking at you more closely. And from that perspective, we're also saying we're looking at the quadrant of you that you may not even know about yourself. 
And maybe I have some idea about you, but I probably don't know this about you either. So we're exploring uncharted territory in you and helping you to see, like, why do I do this? And how am I getting in my own way? Because remember, there was an episode we did probably, again, more like 40, 50 episodes ago that, you know, when you get stuck or when you're, when you're dealing with issues, you're, the problem that you're dealing with is you. You are your problem. Everybody that comes to therapy, we are our own worst problem. So here's an example. Think of, because uh, I think everybody can relate to this to some extent, and everybody kind of expects counseling to happen in this circumstance. Um, and we've done a podcast on it, actually, is grief and death, right? So you're in therapy. You've lost someone. You came in because of that. And you say to the therapist, well, that's it. I mean, I've told you everything. Told you how they died. All yeah, all done. And then <laughs> so we're done grieving. <laughs> right, we're, we're all done. Nathan, you haven't even cried a tear <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I I don't need to do that. It turns out because I <laughs> it turns out <laughs> because I just said everything. <laughs> anyway, so th- that idea of you have all these details, right? That you've shared, you know, and maybe it was a complex situation, right? So there was all these things involved in it, and then you're like, okay. Well, I've said everything. Okay. And then you don't know what to do, but you think, well, there's really nothing else to say. So, and that's what we, we talked about earlier, owning it. And you maybe gotten past denial because you've said all this stuff. Yeah, because, okay, as, you, as you're saying all of that, I think it's important for our listeners to remember, because I know you and I talk about this all the time. We're like whole holistic or whole body people. You know, we don't just look at, the brain or the mind, the things that we think, we don't just look at the body, we look at all those things. And the, the main components of the human experience that get impacted and then stored are these. You have thoughts and beliefs, you have emotions, you have feelings or like sensations in your body, um, and then you have actions or like responses to those things. So what you're saying then is if you come in for therapy and you're talking about all of the things about grief, Maybe you've shared some facts about it. Maybe you've even shared some thoughts or opinions about it, but we have not even gotten into your emotions about it or any of the feelings that you have about it, like where and how it's stored in your body. You have not released that or explored that. And we certainly haven't gotten into then as a result of those things, what you do about it, right? Because it's those beliefs and those feelings that motivate your behavior. We haven't even unpacked any of that. Right. So and that might be why, you know, as one of our starting things that we said in this episode was like, you're like, okay, I've said everything. And your therapist is sitting across from you, like not remotely thinking that you're done, you know? <laughs> right? yeah, like you've said things, yes, but we haven't really talked about anything in a sense. And that can feel very confusing on your side of like, and also maybe a little bit, um, not maybe embarrassing, but you could feel like you're in the spotlight, like, like exposed, like, yeah, like kind of aware that there's something else going on that you don't know what it is. Like in that window, it's like having that weird awareness, like there's another pane of glass here. Like is my fly down and I don't know it. <laughs> right, right. Why are they looking at me? <laughs> right. With those expectant eyes, like I'm going to say something. Yeah. Because your process isn't done. Your process of understanding and moving it to your heart may not be done at all. But as we said in some other pieces or other components of this, some of these things are because, for different reasons, right? That you may not be aware, but it also may not be that big of a deal to you. And so you have full charge of therapy. There are some situations, though, 
where you might hear back from the therapist like, well, you're not done. Like in the grief scenario is a good is a great example for that because the therapist is going to disagree with you and they're going to want you to know that that work isn't done because they don't want to be, they don't want to be like, you're out in the public later, like, yeah, I went to therapy for grief and uh, worked this therapist. And um, anyways, I pretty much got it. And the other person sitting across from them is going, going across from you is saying, no, you don't. <laughs> right. I will never go to that therapist. Right. <laughs> so anyway, we were going to say something. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's interesting. There's, there's another component to this. I think if you're listening and you're like, okay, that sounds like me. One thing that you're, you're learning about yourself in this process is like, okay, maybe I actually do tend to focus on that content or on those facts or in some ways on the things that I can already see or the things that I want to be able to see. And what we're describing is actually we're trying to shift you into a whole nother you know, quadrant, so to speak, of that Johari window. We're trying to shift you into let's look at yourself in another in another way or the other aspects of you that you're not used to looking at yourself through because that makes a whole person. So you might be coming in being like, I'm going to talk about ABC and then next time, you know, DEF and GHI and all that kind of stuff. And we're like, can we move off of the letters and actually talk about you, your process that might be brand new for you and very different for how you think. And that itself might be a major shift that you need to make in yourself from therapy. You have chosen to go to therapy if that's what you're doing right now, or you, maybe you're deciding because you might think, ah, oh, man, it'd be interesting to get some different perspective on this or get help. And what we're talking about is, yeah, there are, there's a limit to the content that's there. There is a limit. Um, and there is a limit to the process of individual information, but as a human, you have a lot of different ways that you feel about things and you've lived a long life already. So it's going to apply across the spectrum of who you are. And as therapists, we're trying to help uh, make that possible for you and integrate that for you and also respect the fact that you have to be in the process. So we're going to honor, honor the fact that you have choices to make and they're not ours because we won't experience any of the consequences that you have when you make those. But it is, I will say, it's our responsibility um, to say something because I know that I've as a therapist, I've said something to people and they've said, no, I don't really want to deal with that. Or we just kind of move past it. And then they'll come back. If, if they stay with me, maybe it's months, six months, a year later, they'll say, hey, you said something a while back that I'm going to circle back to. And I'm like, I don't even remember saying that. Um, or it's something that uh, we do our work together and then they leave, they end therapy and they come back years later, three, four, five years later, and they want to continue therapy. And they'll say, you said something at the end of therapy last time, this, and it stuck with me and I haven't been able to shake it. And I think you pointed something out that I wasn't ready to see or deal with, but now I am. That can happen as well. And that's okay. We just want to put those seeds out there to let you know more about yourself than you already knew. Well, man, it feels like a lot of content. I hope you guys can process that. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. 
and you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 